Rob has a podcast and the road to survivor second chance is made possible in part by our listeners who've become patrons of Rob. It's a podcast to find out more about the benefits of becoming an RHAP patron. Visit us on our website at Rob slash patron. Election 2015, the road to survivor second chances. Yes, we are back. Rob Sisterman here on the road to Survivor Second Chances. This is officially interview number eight in our continuing series, talking with the field of 32 people vying to compete on Survivor Second Chance. And here with us, somebody that I've been looking forward to talking to. And I will uh, get into all of the reasons why with this person from Survivor Samoa. Here is Monica Padilla. Hi. <laughs> Monica, how are you? What's up? How are you? I'm very excited. Very excited to talk to you because uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've been doing a 30 season rewatch of Survivor. Uh, it's called The Evolution of Strategy. Uh, my partner on that, Josh Wiggler, and I, uh, we have been going through every season and we just watched Survivor Samoa in the last couple of months and recorded a extensive audiobook about everything from Survivor Samoa. So I am very fired up to talk Survivor Samoa with you today. Oh my God, I love it. That is so and, cool. And talk about why you should go back to Survivor. Great. Because no, absolutely. The thing that intrigues me about you, Monica, is <laughs> that you were somebody who, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't know a lot of Survivor coming into the game in, in Samoa. Is that, is that fair to say? Not a ton. I mean, I was not a diehard fan. I mean, there are so many diehard fans out there, so I will not claim to be one of those because they know their stuff better than I ever did, you know? But I had kept up with the seasons. I had watched some key seasons, some key players, and I did a lot of study going in. But So I wasn't completely unfamiliar because there were people on my island who had literally, like, never watched an episode, which is insane to me that they were playing the game. Okay. So... You were a relative newcomer to the show in Survivor Samoa, but you went through this uh, incredibly traumatic season, uh, (laughs) one with all sorts of weather and all sorts of handsiness that ended up happening. And you have a very, at the very least, spunky exit (laughs) from the game. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, you know, here you are potentially now. It's almost like you're somebody who has like this uh life-changing experience but then died. You know, <laughs> but then you you know you, you have a second potentially a second chance to, you know, to come back into the game. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so awesome. I feel so blessed and grateful to even have this opportunity to campaign and plead my case because you know what it's 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 not a lot of people get this opportunity. There's like 400 freaking contestants that have been on the show and I'm getting a shot to go back. Okay. It's just sick to me. All right. So you were part of the Galoo tribe in Savar Samoa, a tribe that did particularly well through most of the early going against Russell's Foa Foa. You guys ended up coming into the merge with numbers eight to four of, oh. of Galoo versus Foa Foa. But the Foa Foa tribe was able to undermine and really get the Galoo tribe to fold in on itself. And you were all a part of that the whole the whole way through to the point where then you guys had the advantage and then you ended up down in the numbers to you ended up having to scrap and fight for your life uh, against Russell Hance. And the thing that really stood out to me 
Um, and you have such a great boot episode. It's part of a double. <laughs> it's part of a double episode that Dave Ball gets booted in the first half of that episode, and then you go out in the second half of the episode. And uh, somebody pointed this out to me recently that the the vote off of Dave Ball is the height of the Russell Hans era, and the downfall of Russell Hans starts with Monica Padilla. Is that true or false? True or false? It it does. It definitely does. I mean, there was a slight downfall when he first got to our camp and we merged um, because we could just definitely tell that he had something up his sleeve, you know? Yes. But no one really attacked him the way that I did. Yes. And we're friends now. I mean, I still at times I'm just like, I cannot believe that that happened to us. But um, yeah, no, he, he we knew that something fishy was up, but I was the only one to really just call him out, you know? Because okay. you go down to it's the final six, right? Is that correct? Right. So it's the final six. There's the four Fofoa people, which are Russell, of course, Natalie, Jason and Mick. And then you're there with Shambo. And there's a conversation that ends up happening. Uh, I think Brett wins uh, an, immun- an immunity. And there's a moment where you sit on the beach with Russell Hans. Okay. <laughs> yes. And you say to Russell Hans, Russell, I think you're keeping too many threats around. <laughs> Jason is counting down to day 36. Cause you and Brett had had the conversation with Jason where you said, I can't, we you know, just let Russell go all the way to the end. He's like, well, I'm going to wait and I'll, I'll play my, you know, he can only <laughs> play the idol for so long. Right. Yeah. And then you went back to Russell Hans with that. And then you started to you started to stir the pot. And you said to Russell Hans, these are the people in your court. These are the people that you're playing with. Exactly. It was so clear to me. I was just like, and, and even if I didn't think or even if I doubted that I would be able to sway him and change his mind, I definitely ruined Jason's game. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes. You, <laughs> because you, I think he did plan on taking Jason to the end if it were them. But the minute he heard all this stuff going on, he distrusted Jason as a result. And so I completely just screwed his game. <laughs> yeah. Because Russell Hans basically he told you like, I got this, I got this. And you said to him, I'm surprised that you want to put me on the jury. I can make or break you on the jury to which Russell Hans replied. I don't think so. And he said, and, and you said, uh, I mean, Natalie already told me uh, you make lots of money. Not Natalie, Jason, but but uh, he, you told me he told me that you're a multimillionaire. I'm voting based on need. Who needs the money? And this sends Russell into a tailspin. He ends up, you know, yell. You said Natalie first, and he starts yelling at Natalie about this. And you said, you know, I'm voting on need. Who needs the money? Um, and this sort of turned into the, this idea that you we're going to turn the jury against Russell Hans. Monica, is that, is that true? Are you responsible for Russell Hans losing Survivor Samoa? I don't know that I can take complete credit for the entire thing, but I definitely went back there and was like, this is how it's going down. And everyone saw what I did. There were people who respected his game and still voted for him as a result. I think he got two votes, right? Shambo and John. Yes. And I mean, those are two people that hated me from the start. So I wasn't swaying them at all. I can't take complete responsibility because overall, everybody wanted him to lose. No one wanted him to win. But um, no, I was a a key player in that. Because, yeah. 
And here's the other thing. I mean, I don't know if you had an, I wanted to follow up on it. I wanted to go back to, there was one key moment in the game. We were on the beach and Russell had played his idol. We had voted Eric Cardona home. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was like, there was like this, this false sense of calm with the tribe. So we still had an advantage. We were seven, four. And we're deciding who are we getting out next? And everyone wanted to get Russell out next. Do you remember this at all? Of course. And I was the only one in that moment that said, you guys, what if he has another idol? And he had just played one the night before. Yes. And, and I mean, for someone to have a back-to-back idol like that, that hasn't happened in, in quite some time. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Has that happened before? You, you would probably know. I, that, I, I have to think about it off the, to- off the top of my head. It wasn't common for someone to play a hidden immunity idol at two back-to-back tribals. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just had this gut feeling. I was like, what if he has an idol again? And the guys weren't, the guys liked me more than Russell, but I yes. still wasn't in All major. Right. I went back to it in, in my notes. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, I see uh, Monica, John, Laura, and Dave. Uh, Monica <laughs> says, what if they have the idol? Bam. Dave says we can't worry about that. When do you worry about it? It just it that move right there ruined our entire freaking game. Yes. You know what I mean? And at the time, because I was young, I was fresh out of school, I knew the guys kind of wanted me out. And I knew that like going in that shit, they could turn on me at any moment. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, what is he? What if he has the idol? And Dave's like, oh, we can't worry about that. I'm like, all right, well, right. Because he doesn't play it. And in that I'm- episode, the reward, the reward challenge was that, uh, that, uh, Fincher, Kelly, Monica, Shambo and Dave won reward. You guys had the clue to the idol. And yeah. you guys said it like, uh, that, well, Russell Hans doesn't have the clue. He's not going to have the idol. Uh, John Fincher says, uh, look, he would be looking for the idol if he had, if he was looking for it and we would know. So don't worry about it. It'll be fine. (laughs) I remember, I remember when he found that idol because there was a, I don't remember if this was televised, but there was a mad goose chase when we got back from camp trying to find this idol. There was like a mossy rock and everybody's just like, mossy rock. Right. Everyone's looking for a mossy rock. Everyone's running around and they're literally running after Russell and Russell ran Russell came back and he had a look on his face. And because I was one of the people that he actually well, trusted. and well, I, I think this might be the third idol. I, oh, the second, That's the third, the third idol. Cause idol. he was there. He saw the clue that this was, this is the one that he wasn't on the reward to find oh the clue. God, you're right. God, I can't even keep my, I watched the season. My idols crossed Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, really going back the big, there was a big game changing move. And if I had just stuck with it and said, no, you guys, we are not voting Russell hands off. We cannot risk him having an idol. Russell was not a veteran player at that point. He would not have given his idol to someone else. He hadn't learned the game as much. He was, he was a little bit more selfish of a player for himself. Yes. So we would have voted off the infamous Russell hands and Galu would have stayed in the majority. Yes. But going back to, did you change the jury? I want to, <laughs> I want to read to you the person that got voted out before you, Dave Ball. I want to read to you Dave Ball's final words. Dave Ball got voted out and he said, I wanted a chance to play the game. I played my hardest. I went full on. Russell just played a better game. I think we all underestimated Russell. He's just born to play this game. Does that sound like the words of a man who will vote for Natalie White to win the game? (laughs) No, not at all. I guess, I mean, I don't want to take credit for it because people are going to do what they're going to do. But I, I mean, at tribal, 
I made the threat when I and when I got back to Ponderosa, they really don't want you to talk about jury votes. But I made it clear at tribal that I, I knew what I wanted my Galu tribe to do. All right. Let's talk yeah. about that tribal council. That, where, <laughs> where, where you go out. OK, yes. I want to talk about that tribal council. All right. So Russell comes into this tribal council. He puts on the immunity necklace. OK, and this I think this is a first. Nobody's ever done that before. He's going to put it on. And you say, boy, he's getting cocky, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's humbled is what you said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that then, was such a fun tribal council. It really I'm was. I'm sorry. It really was. I mean, I imagined if I ever was going to go out or if I was on the chopping block that I would be really sad or like freaking out. And at that point, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to take it as it comes. <laughs> I did everything I could. So it was fun. And I'm glad it was fun and not like this sob fest. Yes. Go on. Okay. So, okay. so Shambo says, <laughs> this is the worst. This was the worst day, Shambo says. And. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to talking about how Russell had his feathers ruffled, not Russell feathers. Russell had his feathers ruffled. Uh, and you said it was awesome. And, and Russell says that, that uh, Monica said that if you vote me out, I'm putting your name down. I'm not putting your name down for the million dollars. And I'm going to talk to everybody else. And they ain't putting your name down. But you know what? You're only making me vote you out now because of what you said. <laughs> bullshit Russell <laughs> you made him vote you out because of what you said oh yeah sure <laughs> yes but then there's like this moment that happens uh, about how you you know you say that Russell came into the merge and tried to push a lot of buttons uh, I haven't seen Russell's buttons pushed in today and he was huffing and puffing did you say this about me he was fuming I put a spindle of doubt and I believe Jeff Probst calls this a little bit of the teacher and student and they and he highlights that did russell hance teach you to play the game this way and that's what i want to know about you monica that i feel like that you were this person that you had this brush with russell hance does the monica 2.0 have this brush with russell hance now baked into your game at the time i wouldn't call myself a student i think a lot of it for me came after the game and watching it and knowing from my experience when I was in it, I was kind of a cloud in a cloud, but the way I played the game wasn't based on how Russell Hance played the game. Russell Hance caused all the drama back at the FOA FOA camp. He didn't really cause drama at our camp. He didn't yell at anyone or spread rumors. You know what I mean? He was playing strategic play player for player. My style of the game, the way I went out that day was a Monica style of the game. That's something that no one else did on my season. That was my response to how to react. It was my response to what was going on in the game. And it was my response to being in danger. I didn't freak out. I didn't go hide. I didn't cry. I didn't, you know, have a meltdown. I decided, you know what, this is a game. I'm going to have fun with it and I'm going to go out swinging. And that's what I did. Yeah. And so would your game potentially be, and I mean this in a positive way, <laughs> more Hansy in the second time around, would we see a different game than you played originally in Samoa? Um, yes, you're going to see a different game. It's different game. Is it going to be more handsy? And that's a funny term. Um, no. Uh, yes and no. I don't believe with a lot of Russell's tactics. You know, okay. I think that a huge thing for him that's lost him. It's like it's all fine and dandy to get far in the game. Like we've all done that. At least I've done that. He's done that. He's made it to final three twice. Um, but his big 
flaw, his major flaw is the that flaw he doesn't know the game. how to get the jury votes. Mm. So it's like if you're going to screw people over and if you're going to make game winning decisions that are going to keep you going forward, you better make sure it's a good freaking reason. And one where they'll respect it and you better be apologetic for it. Like it better be a struggle for you to make that decision. Don't just like get people out and then be like, even if you don't say anything, there is an air of confidence and cockiness when you vote someone out and they're sitting across from you on that jury. You can almost you can cut that tension with a knife. So, yeah. Going back to that tribal council, there is a bit of a thought that Russell has about how if you were on FOA FOA, that her and I could have done something together in this game. <laughs> if that was the case, could would would it have been you instead of Natalie White winning Survivor Samoa? Yeah, for sure. But I don't know that Russell Hans would have been sitting next to me. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have worked with whatever I had. You know what I mean? Like, just because Russell Hans is a villain doesn't mean I wouldn't have worked with them. It would have been whatever was best for me at that moment in the game. Okay. Um, looking back at the time, I mean, I know that Russell came to me with the idol at one point and said, let's work together. And my gut was telling me he could be telling me the truth, but there's something a little fishy going on here. And that was the fact that he was solid in his alliance. And it wouldn't have been a good move to be like, start working with him and start taking people out based on what he said. Okay. So could you, you know, nail it down? What is it about Russell's game that you would be able to take with you? If you were going to just, you know, dissect it and say, okay, here's, this is the good part. I'm going to take this, but I, the bad part that makes everybody hate him and not vote for him <laughs> at the end. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Um, I think Russell has a great hustle with idols. Um, when I was there last time, I think I got lazy on the idol front. And now having seen that and having seen the seasons after him and, and the way people really get down for it, I think I'll be more apt to really, really search. Not to say that I did not search for the idol last time, but I think I really have that fire in me. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that and not underestimate the power of the idol and finding the idol. Um, I also think that his strategic play as, as he looks forward is fantastic. I mean, as you can see, he's chosen great alliances and people that will work with him Yeah, and that take him to the end. I think that that's fantastic too. Um, another thing that I did that I, I don't completely agree with was when I got there, I met Laura. I thought Laura was cool. We got along great. Everyone saw us become like besties on the island, which was so stupid. And other than knowing that, yeah, I like Laura. I like Brett. I like Kelly. Let's just make it to the end and then I'll figure out who I'm going to vote out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think that I lacked that strategy and, and looking forward, you know, that foresight of just looking forward and deciding who can be trusted? Who do I want to go out with? Who can I take out? You know, all those variables. I think Russell's really good at doing that. And that's something that I, I feel like I take away from playing and also becoming even bigger of a fan after watching the show and playing the show. Obviously, you got along particularly well with Laura Moret in your season. In this time around, her daughter, Sierra, is in the mix. Do you have a friendship with Sierra coming into this game? I think I've only met her like once at the finale and it was just because our, all our families were there. Um, I, I can't even, I can't even like solidly remember actually meeting her. I remember meeting Laura's husband, but I think she might've been, Oh my God. Cause you know, Laura was talking about her kids all the time. I was talking about my family all the time. You miss everybody. And so I literally knew her kids by name just from spending all that time with her. Um, and so I think at the finale, we kind of were like, you know, this is my sister. This is my daughter. This is, I, I think, but I honestly know. So you, 
that was kind of a long answer. No, I don't have a friendship with her. I don't really know her, but um, I played with her mom and I liked her mom. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd have to assume that there would be a, uh, a positive relationship there. I would assume so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see why there'd be a negative one. Okay. All right. So coming into uh, this game, I think a lot of the people that are voting uh, for this, I think that people uh, potentially see you kind of like a parvity, but I don't feel that that's quite the the uh, the right comparison. Do you see yourself as like a parvity? You know, when I went in the first time, I was like, I'm going to play like parvity. And I feel like everybody says that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's tough to not respect her game. I mean, she's she's won. She's been on the final three twice. She's played what, three times now? Three times. Uh, so it's hard not to respect her game. But when I went in, I realized that I have my own style. I have my own way of playing the game. I don't have, I, I consider myself as flirty, but then out there, I'm not like super flirtatious. It's more about building relationships. Yeah, there didn't seem to be, to me, you know, any flirtation going on between you and any of the other players in the game, unless there's something that I didn't see. Yeah, there was more like befriending, you know, just really building relationships while you're out there was the key, I felt and how I played my game. But I think I just have a different style. I think that the reaction that came out of me being on the chopping block was great. I learned that I could be feisty and I could have this great big personality and have fun with it. Um, I'm not going to do that just to like cause drama for the sake of drama. Mm -hmm. It's going to be for a purpose. Um, But I think I'll be more outspoken this time and I'll have my own style of game. So no, I wouldn't completely say that I'm like Parvati in that matter. I think I have my own my own way of doing things. Early on in the game, you notably struggled in the physical challenge. In, in <laughs> one in one in particular, when you had to walk across the <laughs> rope bridge, uh, where I believe Galoo had a lead, and ultimately they lost that lead because you were walking too slow across the rope bridge, and then Foafo was able to build up the blocks, uh, and people were unhappy. Uh, Shambo uh, notably wanted to see you voted out because of that. Have you uh, been training for uh, return to the show? You know, I, I've been training afterward and not even because I was returning to the show. Just I feel like I'm more aggressive um, working out and training. And then once I found out that I was going on, I've definitely built up to trying to become stronger. Do you know what's really sad about that whole thing is that at the time, I... I really didn't think I was that slow. (laughs) I remember being on the ropes and going, I got to just go, just go. And I don't know if I was looking at, I watched that video yesterday. It's funny that you should mention it. Someone posted it in a comment on Facebook. And so I was watching and I was like, I was actually showing my trainer, um, Paul Fresky, the video. And I go, yeah, they said I was really slow in this challenge. Do you think I'm that slow? And I played it and I hadn't watched it. And I'm like, oh, that's a little slow. Mm kind of slow and he's like yeah that, that that's slow and he's like it doesn't help that this guy's going like way faster than you are it makes you look even slower i was like all right well let's fix that but you did say that we lost the complete advantage because of that ropes portion of the challenge and that's not true that wasn't the case that's not completely true yeah i mean i was slower but i didn't lose us the challenge there were other things that happened in that challenge that did it was a it was a combination of things it wasn't just me but they just wanted to target me and make it seem like it's my fault. Cause that's what you do when you go to your first tribal, you try to blame it on challenges. There's a structure of the game, you know, in the beginning it's about challenges and the end it's about weaknesses, you know? Okay. But I don't think that I was the, the complete cause of that. There were other things like the building of the blocks at some point was super slow, but they just found that and they, they targeted it. But luckily my Alliance stuck through with me. 
I want to talk about the vote off of Eric Cardona because it was a forgotten moment, I think, when, you know, the dust settles in Survivor Samoa. But it really was just the first, you know, tip of the iceberg in the downfall of Galoo. Can you just uh, talk about that now? Was was that a mistake to vote out Eric Cardona now? I know this is a tough question to ask you because one of the things that was going on with Eric Cardona and John Fincher were talking about potentially targeting you. Right. Yeah. In that case, no, I don't think so. I, why I don't couldn't think, the Galoo tribe stick together. Why couldn't we stick together? I mean, we were, but he was he was no longer a Galoo at that point. Okay. So he, he had was gone a rogue. He had gone yeah. rogue. He was nuts. Are you kidding? Oh my God. Eric Cardona lost his freaking mind out there. Like <laughs> Chasing chickens, getting clothesline by the clothesline. I mean, like he had lost it. Like literally Eric Cardona would 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 be in his sleep and he'd hear the clucking and he would open his eyes and like run in chase of this of this chicken. You know, Shambo so let it go. It. Yeah, because Shambo let it go. I, I completely forgot about that. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. I, out of all the things that Shambo did, how do we not vote her off? <laughs> I mean, she lost the chicken. She broke the snorkeling gear. Yes. You know, I mean, how many more things could go wrong? <laughs> Which I, you know, I had planned to get that yeah, done well, as well. Hey, she was not no fan of the 90210 alliance. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know. Hilarious. So tell me, if Russell Swan did not get medevac from the game, would Galoo have stuck together after the merge? Some of the Galoo. What what some some of the Galoo was. Because here's w- what I was trying to reconcile because when I first watched Survivor Samoa, I was like, boy, Russell Swan is the man. I mean, look at these guys that he's gone. <laughs> and then he, the whole thing falls apart. But then I watched Survivor Philippines and Russell Swan is, you know, at the helm of this tribe that does really terrible. And like, well, maybe <laughs> Russell Swan wasn't really, you know, maybe it was more like Laura Moret was, was running things. I don't know that anyone was truly really like running things, running things. You know what I mean? Because everyone, we never went to tribal. Yeah. So nobody listens to Russell Swan when he yeah. says to, uh, to, to not uh, vote out. Uh, who's a, I'm sorry. Uh, Yasmin. 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 Yeah. He says like, Hey, let's vote. Let's not vote out Yasmin. And they're like, Oh, I think we're voting out Yasmin tonight. Yeah. <laughs> nobody really. I mean, the thing is, is that Russell didn't want to play. He was too game. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of of the time when Tasha is like, "This is Survivor. We play Survivor. We strategize. We don't we don't have like open format to decide who's going out." And I think Russell didn't really want to have that drama within the tribe just yet. But you always have to think about that. And so he wasn't ready to start talking strategy. In his eyes, he was like, "We're just going to win challenges, and then after the merge, um, we'll figure out what we're going to do." And that's exactly the kind of gameplay that I don't intend to play. Okay. I think it's a huge mistake. Monica, how close have you been to being in the mix for being a returnee before this? Uh, Do you have a close I've, call with any other season? Yeah, I've had a couple close calls. And it, um, let's see, we were talked to for Blood versus Water. I mean, I don't know. Am I allowed to say this yeah, or not? I think you're allowed to say. What are they going to do? Because <laughs> um, at the time, they're like, keep it super hush, you know? Right. Uh, I, was, I was approached for Blood versus Water. I really wanted to play that with my sister. But apparently they didn't find her cutthroat enough or <laughs> tough enough. Right. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, my parents are just too old to play. They can't take it. And so um, another time I was asked, um, it was right around like 2011 or 2012. It was right back when I got back from Diego Garcia. I was asked to play. And then they changed it up. They're like, we're going to, we might do a vote. 
Like we'll have the fans vote. So this fan vote's been, you know, in the works for some time yeah. now. And it was like, you might be against like four other like females. And then finally I got the call saying, we're going in a different direction, but we hope to have you on again soon. We really want you. And I was just like, all right. So maybe like two or three times. I've, I've kind of gotten so used to the disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. It's like the game of Survivor, like getting on the Survivors, like the game of Survivor. You just never know when it's going to be or if it's actually going to happen until you're on that plane going. And even then, even then you don't know that you're going to be on until you're on that beach in your buff with your bag and your canteen. And, and Jeff's like, here we go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> come on in guys. I'm like, yeah, All right. Come on in. You, that's the time. I mean, at that point, they're not going to be like, just kidding, Monica. You're, it's time to go home. We decided to go in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I saw recently on Twitter, Russell Hans, uh, you were one of two people that Russell Hans endorsed on Twitter. Has Russell given you any advice on either the uh, campaigning or if you get back into the game? I, I'm, I'm not going to say. You're not going to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I mean, I've, I've talked to him briefly. I mean, there's not, I'm trying not to really go in with a ton of pregame or any of that. I just really want to see what's, what's laid out for me when I'm out there and play the game. You know, um, you can't really like, it's, you don't know who's going, you know what I mean? There's a, there's so many different variables and there's so many different possibilities of tribes. So I think it's, it's, that's the final moment to really start making decisions and going for things. But Russell's been really supportive. Um, he's been awesome, which is cool because I didn't vote for him to get the million dollars. So I'm appreciative of that. Yes. I know that a lot of people from you the Galu tribe still Natalie. hate him. Yes. Yeah, I voted for Natalie. I know a lot of people still hate him. And I just, you know, I take away with it. It was a game. It was a fun game. I, it was an experience of a lifetime. I got to play with an awesome villain because looking back, I mean, now that I'm not so upset about not winning, I can look back and go, all right, that was, that was pretty crazy. I mean, we didn't go down for one of the boring seasons. I think Russell made it very entertaining. There were lots of things that could have been shown that would have been entertaining from our tribe as well. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you ever go back and say, boy, maybe we should have voted for Russell or 100%, you know, stand by the Natalie White decision? I go back and forth. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I go back and forth. Interesting. Yeah, I do. I mean, for a while I was like, I go back and forth. I mean, I don't, I still don't think he has a social ga game on point in Samoa. Um, but at times I look at him like, yeah, he did. He played a really aggressive game. But I mean, if he had played an aggressive game and he'd handled us well and convinced us, you know, that that was necessity that he played that aggressive game, I think it would have been easier for us to vote for him to get the million. Yeah. The thing but, for me is, yeah. you know, if, if it really was, you know, Natalie look, you know, sized him up and looked at him that says like, boy, uh, this guy is a bulldozer. I'm going to go all the way to the end. People are going to hate him and they're going to give me the money. If that was her plan, then she should be the winner. But if that wasn't her plan and she was just sort of like, you know, uh, just going with the flow the whole way. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, and then I feel like well, maybe Russell should have gotten it. Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, it's really tough because there are people that are aggressive players and then they still end up having the people vote for them, you know, and it's usually unanimous in our case. I mean, it was unanimous. So there, there's a reason there, you know, and at okay. the time I can't really transport myself there, but at that time I felt so freaking strongly about not voting for him. <laughs> I think now separating myself and being more of like a neutral party, since it's been so many years, I look back and go, what, what? 
why didn't I vote for him again? <laughs> and like the fans hate that I didn't vote for him, you know? Yes. So I do question it. I'm like, maybe, I mean, he did play a really aggressive game, but at the time I was like, hell no. Yeah. And everybody says that it was bitter. I don't know that it was bitter. I think that it was more his air and the way that he handled it. It was his social game. Okay. Um, I just want to correct myself. I think I said that you went out at final six. You actually went out at final seven. Brett was still there. Easy right. to forget Brett. Easy. Right. I, mean, I wouldn't be the first person to forget <laughs> Brett. Aw, um, Brett's so Brett. sweet. We love Brett. Has, no, anybody, I, I, <laughs> has yeah. anybody else from the Galoo tribe gotten in touch with you to give you any advice? Like, has, has John Fincher called you up and been like, all right, Monica, <laughs> if you don't do this on the first day, you're an idiot. No, no one really has. I mean, um, Natalie's like dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, where's Natalie? But she's got Lou. I don't know. Nobody knows. Okay. No one knows. No one's talked to Natalie, but she's not got Lou. You were asking about Galoo. Okay, yeah, um, I actually, I keep in touch with Shambo. You know, really? Shambo's a, Yeah. I mean, like everybody was so bent on like making Shambo's life a living hell, even at Ponderosa. And I, I love I Shambo. Just, That's one that of my drove whales of interviewing. I want to talk yeah, to Yeah, she's so, I mean... She's so great. Like at the time she really pissed me off. I don't think Shambo has a bad heart. You know what I mean? And I think people really confused that there were people that were really horrible to her after the game and it was over. Like there's no point in being horrible. It's like, that's like being angry over a game of chess, you know? Okay. Um, Love Shambo. It was very, very, very So fun. Shambo, I talked to Shambo last week. It was her birthday. Happy birthday, Shambo. Okay. I wouldn't want to play with her again, mind you, because she is just a wild card. But yeah, so I talked to Shambo and at the time I didn't know that I was, um, that I didn't know that I was allowed to tell people yet, or I wasn't allowed to tell people yet. She's like, would you ever do that again? And I was like, I don't know if they called maybe she's like, hell no, I'd never do it again. So Shambo, those were her words of wisdom. Like, don't go back there. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to take a couple questions from the, uh, listeners of the podcast? Yeah, I love it. All right. Lisa London says, uh, what from your game in Samoa do you wish we had actually gotten to see our TV screens in, on our TV screens instead of the weekly Russell Hance show? <laughs> that show was fine. That was a fine show. Oh my didn't god! Didn't miss anything. <laughs> Do you know what's really tough is that sometimes what was shown, and at the time it's fresh in my mind, but now looking back, what was shown and what I experienced starts to blur, and I haven't seen my season in a while. So I'm trying to think of like no, I get what, that. I get that. You know, um, there was. I mean, there was some funny stuff that happened around camp, like. If you, if you remember, the producers stuck me on the island in high heels. And this isn't like st strategic gameplay. This is really stupid. But I think it would have been really funny on TV. There was a moment where they put me in the game and I had my high heels and my dress on. And it was so stupid. I was so angry because I had all this great survivor gear that I could have worn. And they put me out there in that dress and heels. And I literally took my heels at one point because I just wanted sandals. I didn't want sneakers. I wanted like sandals. I had these cute little peep toe stilettos. And I took the damn machete and I was cutting off the heels of my peep toes mm -hmm. to make them into sandals. And everybody was just laughing so hard. It was just one of those like funny moments, you know? Okay. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, oh my God, that's on the spot question. It's so hard to remember what was and wasn't shown, okay. you know? All right, well, let's keep, we'll keep moving. Uh, John Johnston wants to know, is John Fincher officially a poser. Uh, Jeff Probst has said of John Fincher. John Fincher is a poser. Is John Fincher a poser? In what aspect? That's what Jeff Probst said. In what context did he say that, though? Yeah. Okay. He said, well, no. he said it in the pregame cast assessment. 
He's he said, I don't know if he comes from privilege or if he just makes privilege work for him, but uh, that's what uh, Jeff Probst was saying. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, John, John Fincher's a poser. <laughs> I mean, he came out there and he was like, I'm, these are the moves I need to make and this is how the game is supposed to go. And if we had just done this, then everything would have been fine. It's like, no, John Fincher, everything would not have been fine for us. That would have been put you in a winning position. So your, your little strategy would have worked for you, but that's not the way it needs to go. He was like, this is the way we should have played because it's the best way to play. I, that's, that's like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood why you guys didn't get along better. I feel like I you, 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 and you guys look like you could be like brother and sister. Dude, in game, even before I started the game, I was like, oh, he's kind of hot. And then in game, we were fine in the beginning, but for some reason he started just targeting me. And I think it was, I think it was Eric Cardona. I think Eric Cardona was trying to create drama. Where and is Eric Cardona these days? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where he is. Um, I've made amends with everybody. And John, anytime I run into him, he is fun to have a drink with. He makes a badass cup of tea. We used to sit to tea at Ponderosa. We put the game behind us. We don't care. I don't mind John. In game, John, I'm like, I'm taking you out, boy. You're going down. <laughs> Look, if you're targeting me and all these people, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, this is from uh, Sandra Schmidtbrook. One last question. Uh, I don't remember Monica uh, at all the season she was in. So my question is, how will she be memorable if she were to come back? <laughs> how do you not remember well, me? You know you're like, not for anything. That going back, like you're like the fourth furthest back person that was on the show. Yeah. Right? The yeah. only people that are that are played earlier than you are like PG, Kelly, uh, Kimmy, and T Bird, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, so you're like you're the one of the senior veterans of Survivor. I oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't even believe that. That's freaking crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, how will I, how does she not remember me, number one? Number two, I mean, if there was any other characters besides Russell and Shambo, I think that I was a character. I think that I definitely went out swinging and made some power plays, um, even if some of them didn't succeed. Um, I was the one that came up with the vote, vote out Fincher plan. And the only person the vote out Fincher plan yeah. for fake and let's vote somebody else out. And the person who screwed that plan up was Fincher was because he was like insecure about having his name put out there. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. He's like, well, hold on. When did the plan become to put the votes on me? Cause I am not cool with that. But we didn't put the, we weren't going to put the votes on him. Yeah. We were going to put them on someone else. And so yeah. whatever he, no, he you came up. up with a couple other things where it was like, you're like, Oh, what if we tell Russell? that we're going to do this and you're trying to tell him it's like okay well you got to vote off one of your people tonight like it wasn't anything that Russell was ever going to bite on but you had a couple of wacky plans yeah no I had a couple of wacky plans and I think going out there with first time players it's harder to make those moves this time it's second chance man second these chance. people are fighting like have you seen some of these campaign videos I know these people are not going to sit down and just get comfortable they're get they're rolling up their sleeves man so right. I feel like it's going to be a, a amazing You've game been they, we have the wars yeah you've absolutely. been through it you're ready to go monica exactly i think people are going to be more receptive to really you know going in and 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 getting a successful gameplay done. <laughs> All, right. All right. Monica Padilla, one last time, tell people why they should be punching your ticket into Survivor Second Chance. You guys, I mean, seriously, like, look at the ballot. You want to vote for me. You know you want to vote for me. Whether or not you want to see me try harder this time, whether or not you liked me getting feisty last time, whether or not you just don't know who else to click on, you want to vote for me. So just vote for me. Get on and vote for me. Vote for me every single day. Go ahead. Click on to your laptop. Click for me. Vote for me. Um, I'm not going to play a silly down game. I'm going to 
come up and, and, and give it my all you guys. So get out there, get on your computers and vote. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I have Russell Hans here and a pat, patch him in. Okay. Everybody vote for Monica. If you don't <laughs> vote for Monica, <laughs> you're, now that would be, why would you even, why would you even cast your vote and not vote for Monica? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, wait. <laughs> I know how to play and Monica played with me and yeah. she's going to find that idol. So you better get her in that game. Monica Padilla, learn built. this game at the knee of the greatest player of all time. I, I, I don't know. I know that people still hate him. But I don't know how you could not love Russell. I think he's fucking awesome. I can't. Sorry. Sorry for all the Russell haters. I think, I think Russell's pretty cool. Okay. Very funny. All right. Monica, great job. Uh, you can follow Monica on Twitter. Monica, what's your Twitter handle? It's Monica Padilla 7. M-O-N-I-C-A-P-A-D-I-L-L-A 7. That's for seventh place. And also my birthday is 714. So there's three sevens. Monica okay. Padilla 7. Follow me, guys. All right. Boom. All right, Monica, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. All right. Take care, Monica. Good luck All in right. the vote. Okay. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. Monica Padilla here on the podcast and very exciting to uh, talk to Monica. I've been really fired up about Survivor Samoa for a while and I haven't had anybody to talk to about it except for Josh Wiggler in the Evolution of Strategy chapter 19, which we recorded about a month or so ago. We just put the finishing touches on the Evolution of Strategy volume 20 or sorry, volume <laughs> chapter 20. Of course, uh, the Evolution of Strategy Chapter 11 in volume two is going to drop the Friday at the end of the season. So we will have Survivor Guatemala coverage coming to you right after the end of the season. So really, this is just podcast and Survivor overload, and it will continue to be so for some time. So I hope you guys aren't getting too sick of these interviews or hearing from me because there's plenty more to come. So if you're pumped up, if you don't even know what evolution strategy is and you want to check it out, you can go to evolutionofstrategy.com. Listen to our Borneo chapter for free. Otherwise, if you are all caught up, volume two is around the corner. So looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about Monica here. I thought Monica was a lot of fun. I think she'd be a very interesting person to have in the mix there on Survivor Second Chance. Much more to come here as we are going through trying to talk to as many of these 32 people as want to talk to me. So if they're up for it, I'm here. And so are you. Take care, everybody. Bye.